I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. With Lee Lonsberry, from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, taxes, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome to this Friday episode of Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Little secret in the news business Fridays are often wild days. You never know what's coming, but uh, smart money bets on the biggest news breaking on the last day of the week, right? When everyone is. Looking forward to the respite of the weekend, and well, today has proven to be more right than we could have uh, ever imagined. The President and First Lady of the United States have tested positive for a virus which has brought the world to its knees. That is not an overstatement. The coronavirus has swept through the globe, and it has changed all of our lives. And now, uh, its ability to infect uh, even the most secured homes in in the world... Uh, Well, it has proven strength uh, and its ability to do exactly that. Uh, It has made it to the White House. President Trump uh, right now, as has been described by the chief of staff and others, is uh, convalescing in the residence of the White House. And according to his doctor, uh, he will be continuing to work uh, throughout the the term of his convalescence. Uh, the, the, The best news we have out of the White House came just a few hours ago. This from White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows spoke to reporters outside the White House earlier today. Uh, spoke first about uh, Hope Hicks, you know, that advisor to the president uh, uh, and a newsmaker in her own right. Uh, she has tested positive, uh, and that's where this story uh, really started. The The news of uh, early yesterday was that Hope Hicks had tested positive, and uh, from there uh, into the early hours of this morning, we learned the president uh, has tested positive along with the first lady. But here is Chief of Staff Mark Meadows uh, talking about Hope Hicks, when she was tested, and whether uh, there was a delay in releasing the information. I'm not going to get into the TikTok. I can tell you in terms of Hope Hope Hicks, uh, we uh, discovered that uh, right as uh, uh, the uh, Marine One was taking off yesterday. There are a number of questions, and we will ask them today and do our best uh, to find some answers. Uh, Number one has to do with continuity of government and the functioning of the government. Mark Meadows addressed that question today. We've got the mitigation uh, plan in place to make sure that the government not only continues to... uh, to move forward, but the the work of the American people uh, continues to work for uh, move forward. We'll get into that point, the continuity of government, uh, a little later on in the program. But right now, for the remainder of this segment, I want to focus on some of the realities uh, that are present when a man of the president's age, seventy four years old, a man of the president's lifestyle, one that involves very little sleep and a lot of movement and activity, and also uh, a man with, with the physical characteristics of the president. He is a big man, a very big man, and uh, that presents certain challenges occasionally uh, when you contract the coronavirus, helping us to understand uh, a little more of that. Welcome to the program, Dr. Todd. Vento of Intermountain Healthcare, infectious disease uh, physician specifically. Dr. Vento, how are you? 
I'm doing well. How are you today? Uh, I'm all right. Uh, trying to kind of answer all the questions that arise very naturally from news uh, like we are seeing today. I want to get right into this, and I want to set the stage by saying you obviously are not the president's doctor. You have not examined him. Any of the comments that you'll be making here are uh, are generalities about those who fit into certain categories like the, the, the president. So talk to us. Talk to us from from your experience as this pandemic has has shown up. What have you observed amongst those individuals who share characteristics, physical ones, with the president? Sure. Yeah, it's a uh, it's difficult. This virus has actually been uh, quite a learning experience for obviously an understatement about <clears throat> trying to figure out who is more likely to get or develop symptoms. Number one, and then who is more likely to actually have a more severe illness. It's interesting because we have more information about that last sentence, which means if you get COVID and you have certain conditions, in particular, older age, or if you have obesity, or if you have underlying heart disease, lung disease, weakened immune system, cancer, and a few other conditions, that increases your risk of having a severe illness. Now, from my understanding from news reports, of course, only, as you said, I'm not uh, in direct care of the president, um, that he does have mild symptoms at current time, as does the first lady. And so certainly his, his risk for having a more severe illness from what we know of patients in the past 10 months of learning about this, is that he would have a higher risk of having a more severe illness. But that said, um, most people who get COVID actually don't do uh, poorly. They have mild illness. About 8 in 10, uh, 80% will have a relatively mild course. And that includes, so that includes those in the high-risk categories. Yeah, so all comers, if you say you're going to get COVID, um, it looks like about, and these, these numbers change as we learn more from doing larger studies every month and, and even by the week. I mean, this is a condition that has, actually have, has us all reading uh, by the hour to make sure we learn about any new developments. And right now it looks like you know, about 8 in 10 um, will get mildly sick. Now, we also have a, a, a fairly, those numbers are, we're still learning about things that we don't know in terms of what about the percentage of people who actually have COVID but never got tested and we don't know that they were infected but they were asymptomatic? So those numbers you have to take with a grain of salt when we say 8 and 10. Right. Essentially, we still don't know exactly how many asymptomatic patients are out there. But to, to get back to the original question, you know, certainly if you get COVID and develop symptoms, your risk for having a worse illness, we do know now that if you have underlying conditions or older age that you have an increased chance of having a, a more severe illness. Um, and so that those are just numbers that we do know. Let me, in the remaining moments of our conversation here, talk to you about contact tracing and testing. Uh, There's a circumstance developing, which is, of course, the uh, confirmation of a Supreme Court uh, justice nominee. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett has this morning uh, tested negative, yet she, over the course of the past week, uh, has been meeting with dozens of United States senators. Uh, she last Saturday uh, was in very close proximity with the president. She has today tested negative. Is that a test that could change? Are we able to look at the the various members of uh, you know those who are in close proximity to the president? Are we able to learn things right now because of uh, the condensed timeline that gives us any confidence? Or are the rules still being written for, uh, for, for testing and, uh, and the contact tracing? That's a great question. And, and the reality is, is we always say this statement, a test at this moment in time reflects this moment in time. It doesn't reflect, honestly, this evening. It doesn't reflect tomorrow morning. Meaning, 
If you do a rapid test, which many of the White House staffers, based on my understanding, hearing in the media, et cetera, are doing rapid testing and they show to be negative at one moment in time, they still could be in a period of incubating from a contact. So let's say five days ago um, or pick three, four, five, whatever days ago, you were in contact, close contact, no mask, close proximity with someone who had COVID. And now you test negative the day after and the day after and the day after you can test positive on the fourth day or the fifth day. And the incubation period is still two to 14 days. Most people develop uh, infection and or symptoms about six, maybe five to seven days. Um, And unfortunately, individuals who do or don't develop symptoms, when they become positive, when their test turns positive, they often have a high level of virus. So that's the concern right now in the last 72 hour window. If someone just converted, just became positive, they're likely to have a high level of virus. So that's the time when you don't want them being around others in close contact and certainly not in a closed door environment, aircraft, uh, charity luncheons, things like that. So those are concerns that the public health and, and, and medical providers would have right now with regard to what's going on and what's been reported. Dr. Todd Vento, thank you so much. With Intermountain Healthcare, an infectious disease physician, uh, your insight here has been invaluable. Thank you for your time. I'm sure we'll be uh, knocking on your door uh, again soon. Thanks again. Okay, take care. All righty. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, we're going to welcome into the studio uh, a name you know and a voice you know, Boyd Matheson. He, this weekend, will be hosting a very special uh, general conference special. We want to talk about that a bit and also get some of his thoughts as we wake up to this uh, stunning news of the president and the first lady testing positive for the coronavirus and also now later learning that Utah Senator Mike Lee has tested positive. Uh, Boyd Matheson, my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin, and my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, will find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.